This is a transparent truth. Special report. All right, we're reporting live with DTR, the Bishop Gorman 2018 quarterback, Dorian Thompson Robinson, the UCLA commit. Dorian, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Great to have you on the show. Glad you can join us. I got my boy Greg Biggins here. We got a couple questions for you, talking a little bit about Bishop Gorman football, talking a little bit about last week's game versus the Matha, and also this week's kind of clash of the Titans, number one versus number two. Everybody's talking about it. West of the Mississippi, modern day. Gorman is coming to Santa Ana to Southern California to play modern day on their home turf. We're going to get into that a little bit before we let you get out of here. I know you got to prepare for this week, and it's a big week for you guys, so we don't want to keep you too long. But just right off the jump, man, talk to us a little bit about last game against the Massa. That was a ferocious DeMassa defense, big and physical and fast. Oh, yeah. You guys went down early, 10-0, but you didn't flinch. You came back, you know, rolling on all cylinders. You hit some big targets. Talk to us a little bit how that game played out for you. Oh, yeah, I thought it was it was pretty good. It was a pretty good overall game in terms of our offense, moving the ball and stuff. I mean, we started out struggling a little bit, got stopped three and out uh, first two drives, and then after that we kind of got a momentum builder with a big catch from one of my receivers. So, I mean, after that we just started rolling. Hey, Dorian, if that had been – if you had been a four-year starter, that would had still been an unbelievable game. But to to make your first varsity start at quarterback – and to play like you did, I mean, I was probably more nervous than you were. I mean, did you even have any butterflies <laughs> before the game? I mean, you were so cool and unflappable. And then some of the throws you made, like I said, were just unbelievable. But, you know, before the game, I mean, you obviously all-state receiver, but were you nervous? Were you, you know, excited? What was, what was the whole emotion like for you prior to the game and also that first time you got in the huddle and you called the plays? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, really all week, I mean – Coach Sanchez was on me every play, whether it was a, a ball that was slightly behind the receiver, whatever, he was on me for every little thing, just trying to prep me for this game. So, I mean, I came in pretty prepared uh, watching film all week and stuff like that, so I knew what they were going to do. And uh, really it was just about executing. I knew it was going to come down to just who could play more disciplined football. So we were just getting my guys rallied up. I mean, I knew we were going to hang in there, so it wasn't really any nerves. I mean, but you always had those jitterbugs before the game. So You had some demand you know, players talking some smack on Twitter. During the week, yeah. Oh yeah. I know you're. I know, oh, yeah. I know you're a competitive guy. I know you're an extremely competitive <laughs> guy. <laughs> were you? How motivated were you to go into that game? And I think I love about Bishop Gorman. You guys don't play, you know, a bunch of a bunch of scrubs. You guys take on the, the very best of the best. But how motivated were you just to play a great top ten team? And you had some guys just kind of messing with you and your girl on Twitter. What's up with that? Oh yeah, that's that's always fun. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Arborview kind of did that last year, in-state team here in Vegas, and they got a pretty good butt whipping too. So, I mean, that dude was – he was trying to get me the whole game. He was mean mugging me before the game and warm-ups and stuff. So, I mean, it was fun just to kind of put a whipping on him at the end and really just to get a, a nice warm hug from him and say sorry and stuff like that. So, that was pretty fun. I was going to ask about the handshake line. That, that's good to know. He kind of owned up to it. Yeah. So, ahead, Keith. Dorian, moving along – Moving along to this week, talk to us a little bit about what you've seen from modern day on tape. Of course, they've only had one game. They took down Bishop Amat last week. Uh, but a lot of people talked about it wasn't a great performance by modern day. What have you seen on tape 
from their defense that uh, they get you excited or causes you a little bit of concern? Oh, yeah. I mean, just after playing the math and how huge they were compared to us, um, I know modern day's just got a, a bigger line, if not more athletic line. So, I mean, just knowing we got to establish the run game. I mean, I know the front seven is supposed to be pretty good. And uh, really just try to establish the run game first. If not, we'll move on to the pass game and kind of work our way from there. But, I mean, we're just going to have to play it by play when we get down there. So. Hey, so, Dory, again, I know you're competitive. And, and for me, I, I think you guys should be number one until someone beats you. I mean, you guys haven't lost 55 games in a row. Is it at all – do you feel a little bit as a team disrespected? Because no one's talking about – I haven't seen you guys ranked number one, and I, didn't look, I haven't checked every single preseason poll, but I feel like I, I see you guys ranked anywhere between, you know, two and three, you know, in the top ten range. But it's been modern day. It's been Bosco. Do you guys kind of feel like, dude, no one's beat us since you were probably, what, 12 years old? Do you guys kind of feel a little extra motivation to come down to Southern California and play a team that everyone's talking about as being maybe the number one team this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, we of course, this team, we really try not to focus on that and all that stuff. But, I mean, it's funny because today uh, after practice, uh, Coach Kenny rallied up the team and stuff, and he was really pissed off at the fact that some uh, predictions of the game were kind of far-fetched and stuff with us being the underdog of the game. So, I mean, yeah, we're definitely fired up for this game. We're definitely going to be ready. So, uh, I really hope modern days, really, because we're gonna we're gonna give it to them for sure. Hey, I got, hey, I got man, another one, Keith. I, I don't mean I, yeah, I don't mean to ahead. talk the questions, Keith. I'm sorry. I'm just fired up to talk, to talk to our guy right here. So, what about this, man? I know you've heard a lot about JT Daniels, only a junior, but pretty prolific quarterback. He's a USC guy. You were a UCLA guy. This is a dude you're gonna probably play against at least once, if not twice, at the next level. Any extra motivation for you? You know, coming to Southern California. It's going to probably be a lot of UCLA and USC fans in the stands. How do you feel about that whole scenario? Oh, yeah. Uh, me and JT are pretty good friends. And so we were actually talking today, just kind of messing around about the whole Max Press UCLA-USC thing. So, I mean, yeah, we're pretty good friends. So, I mean, it's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be fun. And may the best man win is what I'd say. So. Love the, love the demeanor, Dorian. We're excited about you coming down to Southern California to play. It's going to be a terrific matchup. Of course, myself and Greg Biggins will be in the sideline. The transparent truth will be in the building. And uh, we'll be breaking down analysis of the game on next week's show. We actually predicted uh, Bishop Gorman to win this game. I know I did. Greg was leaning kind of towards modern day. But I picked, it, I picked Bishop Gorman by 10-plus points. Uh, I just think there's too much toughness, too much heart with the Gales. I've seen you guys down twice before by 10-plus points. Last year against Bosco, last week against Samantha, and I watched a team that did not flinch. A championship heart, and I think you guys are taking out modern day by 10 plus, and it could get ugly in the second half. What do you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we're definitely a second half team, as uh, most teams we've played know. So uh, that's, our, that's really just our thing, is just trying to maintain the game, if not win at the line of scrimmage, and then second half just kind of take over. So, Hey, for me, Dorian, honestly, it, it's a pick game, and I'm not just trying to hedge my bets, but the one thing I, I love about your team, it just it seems like when, you know, when Tate Martell was the quarterback, he just didn't really allow his team to lose. He just kind of had that something about him, and I see that same thing with you. 
it, it just seems like when the game's on the line, I just feel like you're going to make a play. And, and, you know, I hope you never change this. I, I love the fact that a big play happens. You're always the first guy down the, down the field to celebrate with your teammates at the opening. Even when you weren't even playing, you were still the guy getting your guys jacked up. And, I, again, that's such a huge deal for me, leadership and, and just being a, being a guy that everyone's going to want to rally around. So, Love the way you play, man. I hope you never change that. Don't ever try to become stoic because it's not you. You got that big personality. <laughs> people are drawn. People are drawn to you. So I hope don't ever become serious. And that you have to be a certain way. Uh, just seriously, the way you are is perfect. I love the demeanor. I, I, just, I love the way you play the game with a lot of emotion and energy. It's so so fun to watch for sure. So yes, I'm going to say good luck this weekend, man. I can't wait to see. I, I hope I told Keith. I hope it comes down to one of you. You or JT with the ball down by three or four points. About a you know forty seconds left. I want to see one of you guys have to drive the field. I think that'd be awesome to watch, and I'm sure that that's what you've probably been dreaming about since you were what six, seven years old playing. You know the park. Oh, yeah. Kind of get the whole scenario. So I mean, that'd be so much fun to watch. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So anyway, DTR, we appreciate you joining us on today's show, uh, Friday matchup show. This is our second. Matchup show. We appreciate you coming on. Again, stay healthy and good luck this upcoming Friday. We'll be on the sidelines, and and uh, the Gales I think are going to prevail. But I hope that each player stays healthy and all guys play their best. Let the best man win. Yes, sir. We appreciate you, Dorian Thompson Robinson, the 2018 UCLA commit out of Bishop Gorman High School, five-star quarterback, ready to lead the Bishop Gorman Gales versus the Modern Day Monarchs. This Friday at the Santa Ana Bowl, 7.30 sharp. Don't miss it. Yes, sir. All right, we're talking live with IMG running back T.J. Pledger, the Southern California native, transferred from Chaminade in West Hills all the way to Bradenton IMG. He's coming home to play against the Centennial Huskies. T.J., how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Oh, here in Florida, just grinding. That still feels weird for me, TJ. I'm still going to claim you as a West Coast guy. I hope, I hope that's okay with you, even though you're now at IMG. I'm still claiming you, man. When, you're, when you make it big, you're always going to be a SoCal guy for me. Oh, yeah, always. You know, that's home. Here in Point Blank. No matter there we go. Know, no matter what. That's, that sounds good. So let's get this interview rolling, TJ. So first question for me is, what was the transition like, TJ, or, or what, what, first off, what, what helped you make the decision to transfer to IMG? What, what went into that? What motivated you to make that decision for yourself and your future? Well, honestly, well, I, I never really told anybody. Well, I, I wasn't really satisfied with my junior year, you know. I just thought that my, I didn't really progress as well as I wanted to from sophomore to junior year. So I was just looking to just really turn my grind up and develop as a, as a better player. And then, you know, being that – one of my closest friends, Brian Hightower, went to IMG Academy and always talked about how well the transition has been for him and how how, how much of a player and a man it developed him as. I was look I was looking for that looking for that as well before college, you know, trying to come in early as a freshman and really make an impact. So I, I just wanted to do what I felt was best to you know prepare myself for that next level. Hey, so so far, TJ, it's, it's been a while. What four or five months? Have you have you noticed that? A, uptick in your development you, you feel bigger stronger faster obviously the weight training program there is incredible but uh talk us through your development where you're at now uh versus where you were at when you first got to img yeah well i think i think 
not just physically, but mentally, you know, the game has become, I become more sharper minded when it comes to, you know, schemes and zones and everything that I wasn't really learning at Chaminade. And being around a great coach staff, I am, you know, being coached by Cadillac Williams, who was a great running back first rounder. I'm starting to learn more things and just pick up nuggets here and there from them. That's helping me turn my game up to another notch. Well, that sounds great, TJ. It sounds like you're really taking advantage. So what's the transition been like for you, being a California kid, Southern California kid, going all the way down to kind of Central Florida and Bradenton? What has that transition been like for you, not only on the field but off the field? You know, you know, going on to the academy, as, as they tell you when you first get here, it's not for everybody. you got to really be committed and understand why you're here and uh, how hard the process is going to be. You know, it's, it's a lot of early mornings and late nights. You know, we wake up every morning. It's, it's the closest you're going to get to in high school football to college. And for a lot of people, being so young, we're not mentally ready for that. So, you know, it was tough at first, especially being away from home, you know, being that guy at your school. And now I'm around everybody who's that guy. You know, you can't just walk around like you're the man. You got to prove it. You know, it was – I think it was good having to prove myself again and just uh, not become uh, – making sure I didn't come complacent because, you know, it's easy to come complacent when, you know, I was at Chaminade. I was the man. I was balling every week. But now every day I got to get it. It's, you know, it's, it's this different type of grind. I had to turn it up. And uh, I think it's definitely a humbling experience at that. Hey, I just had one more question about IMG before we get into talking a little Santana. Y'all know a, a program you have some history against, but uh, yeah. just a, a one final one with IMG. Talk if you can. Um, off season, give me your typical day. I mean, I think most people have this vision of you know you guys go to class for like what a half hour, you do eight hours of football. I know that's not that's not how it is, but what is a typical day off season summer training for you guys in terms of just the workouts the you know, the chalk talk. You know, talking to Bookie earlier, man, he said it was, it was like what you said. It's like almost like a college program with just the meetings, the meal prep, the conditioning. I mean, they got you guys on, you know, a college weight program right now. But if you can, you know, take me – you wake up in the morning and take it to the whole entire day. What's your day like? Okay, so, uh, so we have team meetings at 745, and treatment is from 530 to 730, so a.m., so after we come out of we have after we get out of meetings we start practice at around nine o'clock. You know, we'll be on the field for about two hours. And after we leave the field, we'll go to the weight room for about uh, about an hour, forty five minutes. And then that let's get to start around uh twelve. And then from we got from twelve to one to get to uh to shower, you know, eat lunch of course and get to class. And then after we got out of class, which is about two hours during the summer, of course, not it's longer during school year, but during the summer, it's about like two, two hours. and a half hours and, during school year, right? Yeah, yeah. School year I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing, TJ. <laughs> yeah, the school year is around three to three to four, and then uh, that's all you need. That's good enough. Yeah, and then uh, so after we got to school around three o'clock, we we go to meetings, and then we'll leave around. We'll leave the meeting room around five thirty-six. And then well, that, that, that's, a, that's a full day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's now let's talk Centennial. Well, and let's, yeah, 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 another, let's you got that. another question for IMG? No, no, let's go ahead, Greg. Talk Centennial. So I, I know the last two years, first of all, this, the, the timing for me is kind of ironic. I remember last year after, the, after this game, with, which was Centennial IMG, you and Bookie were both there. We kind of, after the game was over, we talked a little bit. But now you're playing against them. But you've already played Centennial twice. First time it's your sophomore year, and then your junior year. If you can, 
talk me through the, the, the game your sophomore year, which is a little bit ugly. Last year was a little bit better, but how much do you know about Centennial football? You know, the offense, the, the up-tempo, the, the wide splits, and then obviously you've been watching a ton of film defensively. What does a, a team like the Huskies kind of bring to the table, and, and where do you see your, you know, yourself kind of getting off against them this weekend? Yeah, well, well, you know, it's Centennial in high fast offense, high fast tempo. You know, they're gonna they're gonna um, they're gonna they're gonna test they're gonna test your conditioning. Of course, they I think they get the ball off every every ten seconds. I believe our coach told us. And really, with their offense, you're gonna get a you're gonna get that fast paced offense. You know, Tanner's gonna he gonna he gonna read he's gonna read that DN on the run pass. And if that DN if that DN comes down, he's gonna he's gonna throw that bubble to that slot, or he's gonna tote it to the running back. Corner Centennial, I think our coach told us there's in the last five years there's been one game where they've been held under 35 points. So you know we it's not it's it's it's, it's a challenge we got. And, uh, me playing the Pews in a row, I think I, I'm giving some of the guys tips on how they play. You know, with their defense, you know, they the guys gonna run to the ball, they're fast, well coached, and really really going against the defense. It's nothing we haven't seen though, which is which is which is good for us. It's definitely nothing we haven't seen, but we just got to play fast. You know they're gonna run. They're gonna run that cover once, so we just got to take advantage of the opportunities. TJ, this is Coach Keith. Where do you see yourself exploiting Centennial this weekend when you guys match up? What what openings have you seen on film, or what do you think that they're weakest at that you can really attack from your running back position? So really, just you know, just getting out out the back of the space and taking advantage of them one on one opportunities. You know, they're gonna they're gonna leave they're gonna leave a uh, they might leave you open with that with that uh, with that Mike backer. And, you know, you might you gonna have to take advantage of it. All I gotta do, all we have to do is win on one on one battles. Now last yeah, year's game, CJ, football. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna give up too much to the C. <laughs> I was gonna say we don't want we want you to give too many answers of the way, too many uh, answers to the test. But last year's game was, was probably the best game I saw all year. Came down to a, you know, a two-point conversion. Your boy Brian Hightower made a phenomenal catch on fourth down. Do you kind of see this year's game? And, and, and don't be, you know, this is transparent truth. You don't need to be too humble. Do you see this game being as close as last year's? Or do you honestly see yourself kind of rolling a couple touchdowns in this one? You know, honestly, with the defense we have, I don't see us giving up 49 points. You know, as, as long as long as we as long as the offense does our job and produce points, we'll be fine because our defense is definitely gonna hold it down. Fair point blank. Point blank. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, quick question: When IMG comes out here in Southern California to honor and plays Centennial this year, I want you to finish this sentence for me. IMG wins if what? If we execute the game plan. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. TJ, that was one of the worst answers we've ever gotten on Transparent Truth. I know <laughs> you personally, TJ. You got more You got more juice than that. Nah, man, I'm humble. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Y'all going to see on Saturday. I actually like the humility. I honestly do, TJ. And I think it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a great game. You know, if you can, because – I think again, everyone saw last year's game, and it was, it was back. In, it was a basketball game, basically. But for those who haven't seen your defense, kind of specifically your defensive line, uh, you know, give give the people, give the fans out there a little taste. You know, who should we be watching, and, and just how tough and physical is that defense? I mean, you go up against it every day. What's that like going against that defense, and how good are those guys? 
Oh, yeah, you mean, I mean, good luck getting off the edge with them DNs. Xavier Thomas, Nolan Smith, they coming. And then we got the dogs, Teron Vincent in the middle. And uh, them linebackers, too, Charles Thomas, Mike Jones, they're going to they gonna fly to the ball. That's the one thing about playing out here is they fly to the ball. If you pass the line of scrimmage, that's not good enough yet. The D-line is going to run to the ball. That's kind of what was different from, from being on the West Coast because out here they run to the ball. So, you know, they just we just got some dogs, period, point blank. What about your boy? Your boy, Bookie Radley's out there, obviously. He's a, a, an elite defensive back. How are, you, how are you guys using him? Is he kind of just playing on one side of the, of the field, or do you guys kind of want to match him up against the other team's best receiver? Can I, I, mean, I know you guys no. got multiple talented corners, yeah. but, I mean, do you guys move him around a lot or just kind of give him one side of the field, left or right corner, and let him just take care of that side? So far, you know, he's been just holding down his island just on his, on his one side. That's what he's been doing all year, just holding down his island on that side. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Well, hey, TJ, we wish you nothing but the best luck coming back to Southern California to do your thing. Uh, I know Centennial is be ready. I know those IMG boys, you guys are going to be ready. And uh, we hope that everybody stays healthy. But go out and have the best game possible. And uh, always represent the West Coast the right way. We really appreciate you for joining the Transparent Truth. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate both of you. Hey, good luck, TJ. Right. Go kill on Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. That's right. Go kill on Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, TJ Pleasure, running back, IMG Academy, Southern California native.